Radio advertising is good. Why should you advertise on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340? Well, it's simple. We are a local radio station with local shows that target our local communities and local listeners. We have a variety of shows that cover a multitude of informative and interesting topics, such as automotive and boating, real estate and finance, health and medical, politics and law, sports and fishing, pet care, and more. While we are even home to Imus in the Morning, we also have shows about comedy, food and dining, religion, fashion, local community events and activities and a variety of music. Talk radio provides a listening format that appeals to a large cross-section of people. Whether you are in your car, at work, at home, everyone has a radio. And we are streamed live on the Internet. And past shows are podcasted so you, the listener, can play back your favorite shows over and over again. The possibilities are endless. So that, my listeners, is why you should advertise on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72 plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. I'll never join you if you only knew the power of the dark side. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am the father. No. It's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Welcome, and you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got a really cool guy coming on a little bit later. So, uh, in the meantime, hurry up, flip on your computers to Tantalk1340.com, and we are streamed live, as well as we're on the air here in the Tampa Bay area. So, uh, there's what, three and a half million people that listen to this radio show? 
They're all to all of Tampa Bay is tuned in tonight. Is, uh, had to get to a radio <laughs> and, and, and flip the computer well, on and see know, me their... waving. <laughs> hey, Lee, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. What did you think of that Star Wars deal? Yeah, that was cool. That, uh, that brought back old memories, didn't it? 1977 is when that movie came out, if I remember correctly, the first what, what, one. Huh? Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When the first one came yeah. out, mm-hmm. that was the first I one. I remember. I remember uh, reading about it in the newspaper because I was a movie freak, uh-huh. and uh, it said the coolest movie. The, the, a new movie's coming out, and it's just—it's going to be the biggest movie ever, and it's going to be totally cool. And it's called Star Wars, and I'm, I'm, so I was like, "Hmm, I got to see the Star Wars thing." And I went to it, and uh, yeah, I was completely, utterly blown away. Right. It was amazing. I mean, really, you know what's interesting though, and you probably did too because we're in the same age bracket. But I used to—I was a big bracket. Star- no, yeah. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, but we were—I was a big uh, uh, Star Trek fan. Uh-huh. So I—I ha- I was kind of like reluctant to see Star Wars because yeah, I didn't really thought, want to be tainted because I was in the Captain was a Kirk. Bad, gonna be yeah, a bad knockoff yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of Star but, Trek. but I was pretty impressed. My buddy had to twist my arm. Pretty to impressed. Go. Yeah, I it, was. It's sort of everybody. Well, Star Trek was already passe by that time. But except for a certain group of Trekkies who were well, yeah, that's who, true. Who were total, uh, total uh, zealots. You Zealot. were one of those. You were a Star Trek zealot. No, I I was an enthusiast. I liked the show because I grew up watching it in sixty six, sixty seven, yeah. sixty eight, whenever it was. Well, that's a zealot. You were you were a, a true zealot? believer. Okay. No, I get well. Maybe yeah. not. You okay. know what? You know what's interesting though, and I, not that we're going to get into politics because the show doesn't get into politics. Right. But in an amazing some of the but stuff. Did you see that, what Obama said the other day? Just kidding. Go ahead. What is, <laughs> is how much of that stuff? Like we're slowly moving in that direction. I mean, I look at my Motorola phone and I flip it open and I want to say, "Hey, Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, beat me up." There are no signs of intelligent life on this planet here. It looks like a communicator, like that's, something you see in Star Trek. That's what would happen if the uh, if uh, Kirk beamed beamed down into. Clearwater, right? <laughs> yes. Down on Cleveland Street. <laughs> yeah. No oh, yeah. No question. There, anyway. There's an army of automatons uh, walking down the street. Uh-oh, Something no. like that. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it depends on what part of Cleveland well, we will, you well, are you, Hey, do we have both food glass? Because we certainly don't want those guys running down here. Because we're only like three blocks away. So we don't want to get them all upset at us. And, and then... Uh, Oh, well, yeah, I won't go there. But um, all right, well, hey, let's get let's, let's get out with the I, show. I, I have one more thing to say. <laughs> all right, all right, quick. Now I forgot what, what no, it was. Well, Thanks anyway, the reason I, the reason I went with the Star Trek thing is because our guest this evening is a big Trek fan. As I am, excuse me, Star Wars. Yes, yeah, because our friend, our guest tonight is a Star Wars fan. So, and he also likes some heavy metal. Now we haven't played any heavy metal. So, for my listeners out there that are heavy metal fans, crank up the speakers, okay? For those of you that are not heavy metal guys, get some earplugs. You might not be a fan of this. So, Lee. Fire up that stereo.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country, Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Force will be with you, always. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, wow, that's a little loud there, Lee. <laughs> okay, guys and girls. Hey, let me tell you about some of the stuff that's going on this weekend in Zephyr Hills, the 25th through the 27th. we got a big car show, Swap Eat Auction, and Vintage Sprint Car Races going on. And at the International, actually, it's the West Palm Beach International Raceway down in Palm Beach is the Targa 66 uh, Vintage Races. Now, that is put on by Brian Redman. And if you recall, we had Brian Redman, one of the most... Well, actually, he is one of the world's most famous, yeah, I'd say so, uh, race car drivers out of the 60s and 70s and 80s, and he's very active in vintage racing, and this is his little baby, the Targa 66, and he does about four or five venues a year, so if you want to meet Brian Redman and some of the other celebrity drivers, be sure and go down to the West Palm Beach International Raceway, watch some vintage races. It's called the Targa 66, and it's the 25th through the 27th of this month. Don't forget, next month, we've got, on the 11th through the 13th, we've got Amelia Island. That's a great show. That's up there north of Jacksonville. And on the 19th, we had the 12 Hours of Sebring, one of the oldest races in the world. Actually, not in the world. Actually, in just in the United States of America. It's one of the oldest vintage, oldest racetracks for road racing. Started in the late 40s, skipped a year or two, and then really got became official in 1952. So check that out. Be sure and sign up for the 12 Hours of Sebring. And, of course, on the 25th through the 27th, we have the St. Pete Grand Prix. Okay. Hey, it's Wednesday night, so it's uh, open night at Naughty Nancy's. Open mic night, that's what it is. Open mic night at Naughty Nancy's, so give her a call over there, 446-3717. 446-3717. Bring your ukulele, your guitar, your banjo, and go out there and uh, play in front of that mic. Have some fun. And, uh, hey, I want to let you guys know, too, if you uh, want to say a big shout-out to my friends over there at uh, Cop Cars Online. If you guys need a squad car and you want to kind of cruise around and kind of make believe you're in law enforcement uh give the guys at uh cop cars online a call their number is 
536-2677. That's 727-536-2677. They got some of the finest squad cars, law enforcement cars. Not to mention they have a great museum over there, too. So if you want to see some really nice old cars from the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, some of the cop car Mustangs, the cop car Camaros, you know, the old Furies, a lot of cool stuff's over there. So give them a call. Make us make an appointment. Although they do have an open house once a year, and I'll let you guys know when that takes place. Also, since our friends over there, Cop Cars Online, also have a carpet store, and it's called Woodhouse Carpets, and they've just moved to their new location at, at 12855, let's see, what is that, Belcher Avenue, okay, 12855, South, I guess it's, yeah, South Belcher Avenue, okay, give them a call over there, 727-507-0255, that's 727-507-0255, if you need flooring for your house, you definitely want to give Woodhouse, I said Woodhouse Carpets, excuse me, it's Woodhouse Flooring, okay, Woodhouse Flooring, and of course my friends over there at the sign shop, that's Doug, if you need a sticker, a decal, uh, signs made, give Doug a call at the sign shop. His number is 727-278-9659. That's 727-278-9659. And Randy Hagwood's been putting on these car shows once a month now. He had a little cruise last week for the Daytona thing. He had one a week before that, or a month before that. He had one that uh, cruised between Tampa and Clearwater. There's another one coming up next month. So give Randy a call. He's got a cruise going down to the Punta Gorda Car Show. Now, that's the guy that's got that huge collection down there. It's like a uh, giant shopping center. It's an old Walmart building or something like that. And the guy's got, I don't know, 150, 200 cars down there. And I'm going to sign up for that one myself. So give Randy a call. His number is 727-629-3130. That's 727-629-3130. And let me point out something, too, is when I mention these guys' names, all these guys, all these sponsors that I have, uh, these are all car guys. So for all you other car guys out there that need some of these services, give Randy, give John, give Mark. Uh, give all these guys, give Naughty Nancy, go by, see all these places, check them out. My friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue, say hi to Gito. He'll whip you up some really, really good barbecue stuff. And uh, that pretty much covers everything for this evening. Now, if you didn't get everything I mentioned, don't forget to go check out our podcast, okay? Google Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can hear our past shows, and all the info that I give out on a weekly basis is on our podcast. So if you miss something, don't worry about it. Check out the podcast. Okay, hey, Leaf. Fire up that next song. we got to get hurry here. We're getting behind schedule, and I want to get to our guest because this is a really cool guy, okay?
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotaka's Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotaka's Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotaka's Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure and mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. Peter Mingman, Raven Stans, Egon Spangler, stand up! Get up! You too, Mr. Tully. Find you guilty on all charges. Order you to pay fines in the amount of $25,000 each. We sent you to 18 months in the city correctional facility at Rikers Island. She's twitching. I'm not finished! On a more personal note, let me just go on record as saying that there's no place for fake charlatans. Uh, Your Honor? Shut up! Tricksters like you in decent society. Your Honor, this is important. You play on the gullibility of innocent people. Yes, sir. Be quiet. But I did. By the unalterable fetters of the law. And I would invoke the tradition of our illustrious father. Reach back to the pure of justice. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's just about time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Now, just a little bit about this guy. This guy's been in the custom car world for quite a while. Uh, you know, we've had Stacey David on the show. We've had uh, Kevin Bird and Brian Fuller from uh, Two Guys Garage. Well, now we got another guy who's a TV celebrity as well. He has featured many, many times on Hot Rod TV. He's done some stuff that's been uh, at uh, the SEMA shows. He's done some spectacular cars that have made it to the uh, Grand National Show in, uh, I guess it used to be in uh, Oakland. It's now in California, or in uh, Southern Cal, in the L.A. area. And without further ado, I would like to welcome Steve Strope of Pure Vision to our radio show. Steve, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hey, Robert, good evening, and uh, thanks very much for uh, having me on your show. Well, I'm glad you could make it. So, uh, did I do a pretty good intro? Did I did I cover all the bases? Oh, heck yeah! Heck it's, yeah! You know, uh, I, I'm uh, I'm blushing as it is already. You're blushing. Oh, <laughs> <would> you? <laughs> well, see, you can see me, but I can't see you. So, but anyway, well, that's good. Hey, well, anyway, let's get right to it. Why don't you tell us a little bit how you got started, and then we'll go into some of those really, really fascinating projects that you've done that have been featured on Hot Rod TV and in many, many magazines. So, uh, you're from up north, uh, New York area, right? Yeah, I'm from the upstate New York area, a little, little sleepy farm town called Appalachian, uh, outside of uh, a little bigger town called Binghamton. Uh, we're somewhere just uh, like an hour north of Scranton, Pennsylvania, about an hour south of Syracuse, New York. So I'm right there on the bottom of the border, and uh, tiny little town, still got one red light in it, and uh, grew up... Uh, Riding BMX and motocross and uh, tinkering around with cars. You know, it's how this whole thing started was all things mechanical. And in a small little town where a bunch of people are hands-on and blue-collar, you learn how to tinker on stuff. And, of course, I always wanted to go <laughs> faster and lower and better, so everything got modified. You know, even my poor parents, I'd they'd come home from vacation one time and the, the riding lawnmower was flamed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've I've always had fun tinkering and changing and 
um, tweaking with stuff. So what was the first car you messed with? I mean, when I say messed with, I mean, the first car you really kind of got into, got your, got, you just sunk your teeth into it and really got it going. Um, very first car was a 73 old Cutlass that I, uh, in fact, I got it from my, my cousin, and it was a, uh, in, in fantastic shape. And I want to apologize, by the way, to all your, your listeners. You're hearing uh, shop work back in the, in the background. I got the doors closed, but the guys are still grinding yeah. and cutting and fabbing. So you're, you're getting real fab sounds. Real-time <laughs> fab sounds. And you know what? That's it'll, right, fabrication noise. It'll be featured uh, anyway, in... Okay, go ahead. Uh, and the old I tweaked with, and we painted different parts and pieces and changed the rims and kind of cut my teeth on that car. Um, then went right to uh, a Carmen Ghia, believe it or not, that we set up for SCCA racing. Uh, Carmen Ghia for SCCA racing? Uh, like a 72, 73 Ghia. Yeah. And put a roll bar in it and lightened it up and had a bunch of Volkswagen, you know, lightweight race parts and tricked out the motor. And then uh, sold that and got a 67 SS396 uh, Big Block El Camino. Oh, nice car. Nice car. And that car wound up getting modified a couple of different times, and that is the piece that put me in the books. Uh, good friend of mine, Tim Burnsaw, who at the time was working for Freelance, actually, shot uh, some pictures at an at a upstate New York uh, get-together, a car craft national, actually, up in Hamburg, Buffalo. Took a shot of my Elkie, and it made it in his coverage in Truckin' Magazine, and I picked it up and said, that's it. I'm moving to California and become a car builder. <laughs> Just like that. It almost, it almost all but happened that way. I mean, it sounds a little too, too simple, but that's kind of what happened. I built that El Camino, and on the way out here, uh, I stopped at Hot Rod Magazine Super Nationals in, in uh, Ohio. And uh, at that time, editor Jeff Smith uh, pulled me aside uh, one of the afternoons and uh, said, hey, we'd like to feature your El Camino. And so when I moved to California, I was already in Hot Rod, and uh, that El Camino also got in Custom Classic Truck and in Custom Rodder. And that kind of, I was, you know, living in a little place out here, you know, could barely buy a box of Pop-Tarts, and I already got in three magazines, which was very fortunate, and and people were very nice to me. And uh, a couple of years later, I sold that and built a 66 Charger in my shared tandem underground parking garage in studio city not even a proper driveway and um kind of uh, thrashed on that and took it to the 1998 hot rod magazine power tour and because of that hot rod uh, featured it i got top 10 of the year top 10 car of the year and it was also featured in japan in their magazine called daytona and it was also on the cover of Mopar Muscle, and so I'm two cars in, and the first car is built in my dad's barn, and the second car is built in a humble parking garage, and I've already got a top ten and six features. So I was very fortunate that the press uh, in our industry liked what I was doing and gave me the time of day and kind of followed what I was, was doing before I was even an official business. I was just some, you know, 25, 26-year-old punk kid that, you know, just screwing around with cars. And it, it just took off from there. Uh, after that Charger, Hot Rod approached me about building a 66 El Camino for them for a giveaway car for uh, through Pennzoil and Gumout. And then it just, it just went. Um, we built a friend in his driveway. We built a car called Challenger X. 
uh, 72 Challenger, and that became top 10 car of the year, like uh, two, about two years later after I built the uh, Scully, the 66 Charger. So it just kept rolling, and uh, the media was very, very kind to me and what we were doing. So um, I'm, uh, I'm just really fortunate that those people uh, in all the different media publications have been so um, so kind to us and, and follow what we do and have said such, such nice things uh, about what we build. Well, it seems like some of the cars, you know, I'm, and I'm on your website. If you want to go ahead and plug your website for a second, you got a website. It's called Pure Vision, right? It's purevisiondesign.com. Pure, okay. And uh, so if anybody's... I couldn't get Pure Vision. I think um, Bausch & Lomb had Bausch & Lomb had Okay. So it's Pure Vision <laughs> Design. So if anybody's listening to the radio show, if you want to go ahead and uh, Google up uh, his website, Steve's website, he's got some amazing stuff. The matter of fact, the Challenger X is on there. I'm actually looking at it right now. It looks like it's a dark blue car. It is black. That's uh, black? That, that was before digital photographs. Okay. <laughs> that was scanned uh, magazine stuff. I actually have all the slides from the photo shoot, so we're going to try and... Uh, get some uh, of the scanned prints up once we do that. But, yeah, that car, that Challenger X was, was ahead of its time for the Mopar thing. We were, uh, me and, like, Matt Delaney were the two guys that were doing this build style called Pro Touring. And the Chrysler market was untapped. And that's one of the things I think that really launched me is the first bunch of cars were modified street machine Pro Touring Mopars, and those guys were really heavy into either direct restoration, you know, numbers matching, mm-hmm. or they were hardcore drag race. And so it, it really helped me to pick these alternative body styles that I wasn't born and raised a, a Chrysler guy at all, but I got tagged for it big time. If you look through the site, there's a ton of yeah, Chrysler Mopars. stuff because it just snowballed. Once I started building one or two, somebody else came to me and said, hey, I like what you did, do my charger. And then after I did that, another guy said, hey, do my charger. And so I got known for that, and we unveiled cars every year in um, the Mopar performance booth at SEMA. We were, I mean, Chrysler just laid out the red carpet for us, and they were very, very supportive and, and fantastic to work with. Um, but X was, you know, back in 2000, 2001, and there wasn't anything available, you know, pro touring-wise for Chrysler's at that time. In fact, since then, I've helped develop stuff with companies and be involved with them actually manufacturing things for the guys at home to buy instead of us, you know, one-off in it. But that car had a Richmond six-speed in it, a carbon fiber drive shaft, um, uh, EFI um, intake that was a, based off a Hillborn unit that was it used to be a mechanical drag race mechanical fuel injection intake, and it was modified by Craig Railsback over at Blower Drive Service. Um, that was the the torque thrust wheels on Challenger X are one of the first few sets of bigger inch torque thrusts. Um, we were real fortunate to get our hands on those, so that car kind of stretched it um, at the time. And it was just a nice, super clean, straight black Challenger, and I designed a little X logo for it, and we, you know, took it from Cali over to Florida and back on the Power Tour in, I think it was 2000, and um, it just rattled everybody's cages because it was different. And uh, that's owned and still owned by Martin, a good friend of mine who's a who's an officer over uh, in the um, Glendora area in Southern California. Great guy and fantastic car. Still is in the same condition it was when we finished it. He keeps it in absolute tip-top shape. 
You know, I was looking at the, some of the other cars on your website, and I'm looking right now at the the big 1970 Chrysler Newport. And i got to tell you, what I like about your design, Steve, is your stuff's clean, not gaudy, simple paint jobs, but really, I mean, it's it's deceiving because I guess what sets you really apart is your thing mostly, you're a, kind of a technical, innovative kind of guy, and then the cars look nice. They're clean. They got still maintain a lot of the original lines and stuff like that, but but what's inside the car, it's the componentry, it's the design, the suspension, you know, the, the engine selection that you do, the transmission, the rear end. Is that what sets you apart from some of the other guys that are building these, car, these kind of uh, custom cars? Well, that, you know what, that's I can uh, yes to a point, but here's funny. Uh, this will this will cover a couple of things all in one whack. The name Pure Vision came from a joke between me and my friends way back in the early mid '80s or eh, mid late '80s. I guess you want to get technical. And we were at a big national event, and I believe it was also one of the Carcraft national events up in Hamburg, New York. And we were up there, and of course, I got there super late because we're thrashing to get a car done. It was the El Camino, the orange one, the 67. And um, we were hanging out that night at back of the hotel, and people are goofing off with a video camera and pretending they're, you know, interviewing people. And they came around to me and said, well, what do you think? What did you see at the show? You know, this is my friend's videotaping. And I said, well, you know, it, there's a really, there's a bunch of cool cars here, but I'm looking at stuff, and it's like everybody went and bought brand new shiny chrome parts or painted parts and threw it together and, and they didn't have a theme. It's just brand new shiny parts or cool parts. It's like nobody has any vision. You know, they just throwing parts at the car. And a couple of weeks later one of my friends who's an artist did this logo that said no vision and sent it to me. And I called him up and we were joking around. I go, no, do I I got pure vision and it stuck as a joke. Oh and Later on, when I was building that 66 Charger, in, when I was in the Tandem parking garage there in Studio City, when I was sending information to Hot Rod Magazine about the car, I needed to look, you know, kind of pro, kind of, sort of. I'm like, well, what do we call the business? I want, you know, we call it something. So we called it Pure Vision. So it all came from, a, from that night of joking, hanging out. But to answer your question, the one thing that I strive for which makes it so difficult and so frustrating sometimes, but it's also my favorite compliment. When people come up to the show and they go, I keep coming back to your car and finding things. I keep seeing new little things around the car. The car just didn't go, wow, here's the giant green wing and the giant pink blower, you know, and then you're done. The whole car is a themed package from end to end, even up under the dash, places you can't see. Things are themed. Everything's made to be... If you look at, like, on the website, there's a 69 Charger the, the, called the, the 515 GTB. Which is an That's amazing car. the best example of what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I even set off and created an imaginary owner to lay the foundation for the build style. I said, there's this guy, late 60s, early 70s, American guy in the muscle cars. He moves over to Europe, maybe to Italy. <clears throat> he starts working on European race cars. He has his charger sent over, and the car starts morphing because all the parts he has there in Italy are parts from Ferrari, Lotus, Jag, Lola race cars. And all the tracks, have, there are a lot of right-hand drive tracks. So that, whole, that 69 Charger is done with late 60s Ferrari and other 
European supercar sports cars, parts and pieces, the color, the asymmetrical stripe. We made it right-hand drive. The wheels are one-off, and they're copied from one of my favorite race cars, the 1970 Lola T70. The intake is a our own version of the three-in-a-row Weber carburetor off like a Ferrari 330. You'll see two coils in the firewall that's off of like a 250 Testarossa. Ferrari guys, if they look at my engine bay, like the spark plug wire tubes, the Bakelite knobs on the little lift knobs on top of the valve covers, the gauges are done right and left-hand spin on the tack and the speedo. They're curved lenses. They're in Italian and kilometers. Detail, 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 all the way down the line. By the way, that big, thick 69 charger, everything is aluminum in the drivetrain. Motor, bell housing, transmission wow. case, drive shaft, third member. That car has 49.75 and 49.25 weight bias. It's almost perfectly 50-50 on that car. So that car is a perfect example of my build style. I try to do a themed thing where everywhere you look, it goes, it's, it's not only nice and complete, but it follows an idea all the way through. But the frustrating side is sometimes when you do your job right, everything blends in. So people actually have to take time to notice it or they don't even catch it. But I, I live by that mantra. If, if you've done your job right, people don't see 75% of it because it, it looks like it belongs there. It looks like it works. So um, that's what I kind of stick to, and it is indeed my favorite compliment when people go, I keep coming back and finding things. But I'm not an over-the-top build, even though that car is outrageous. It's right-hand drive. In fact, that 515, that Charger, is one of the world's only muscle cars I know of that has a GT2 air jack system in the chassis. Wow. Oh. You press a switch and psh, four jacks come down on the ground and put the car up in the air and you can pull the wheels off of it. That's F1 style uh, right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, tell us about now. You just recently went out to the uh, Oakland or the, the uh, Grand Roadster show and you won an award out yep. there. Tell us about that a little bit and which car you did. Yeah, the Grand National Roadster Show, uh, known in the past as the Oakland Roadster Show, right, uh, is owned by John Buck, and it's down in Pomona, California, every okay. uh, January, last weekend of January. We took uh, the new car that we built that we unveiled at SEMA this year, back in November. It's a 69 Mustang called the Anvil Mustang. Uh, we built it for a company called Anvil Auto. Anvil specializes in carbon fiber componentry parts and pieces for the American muscle car. And they kind of cornered the market on the first-generation F-body, 67 through 69 Camaro, and also into the second-gen Camaro, a lot of parts pieces, hoods, fenders, spoilers, what have you. And uh, we got talking uh, with the the owner, Matt, about uh, doing something cool. He was interested in a Mustang and also utilizing it as a, uh, platform just to make componentry that will be made out of carbon fiber and um, that he can sell to the general public. So uh, we sat and determined which model he thought was the up-and-coming hot, and I agreed with him, the 69 and 70, and we weren't far off because at SEMA there, I think there were at least five high-dollar builds of 69 70 Mustangs. So um, we're definitely hit the, hit the nail on the head where, where the Ford Mustang trend appeared to be going. So on this Anvil Mustang, um, the <coughs> complete front end, hood, fenders, uh, chin spoiler, bumper, the whole deal up there, 
and in the rear, the deck lid, rear spoiler, rear quarter extensions, and the rear roll pan are all carbon fiber. Um, we art the rear uh, rear quarters without touching the flares, and the car fits a 345 rear tire, even though it looks stone stock because there's not a wide flare. The drivetrain's been moved back three and a half inches for weight bias. It has a John Kazi 520-inch all-aluminum Boss 429 that's fuel-injected uh, with electromotive uh, distributorless injection. So I hit the distributor. There's no distributor. We hit the coil packs behind the dash, and so I don't have a big uh, distributor blocking the view of that gorgeous Boss 429. We worked with... Um, Modern driveline, they built us a lightweight five-speed for the car because we're trying to keep weight down. Um, and it's got one of the main things is fantastic suspension. Uh, both front and rear are a pushrod-activated cantilever coilover suspension like that on an F1 car. And the front suspension is an all-aluminum unit done by JME Enterprises here in Southern California. And the rear suspension is a piece done by Meyer Racing up in, in, in NorCal. And uh, I wanted front and rear push rod, and I looked out and found these guys, and some of this stuff was, you know, barely even out when we were working with them. And the uh, car came out fantastic. We took it to SEMA and took Ford's uh, their Best of Show Outstanding Achievement in Design Award. And we also took Mother's uh, Design Excellence Award. Uh, and then uh, we took it to the Grand National Roadster Show here, and we took uh, Best Engineered in our class. Um, we also took second in our class, and I believe um, it was really weird. I still don't know. It, the class got split. I know uh, Rad Rides have brought an amazing Nova, and I think that they took first overall in, the, in that class. Um, but nevertheless, I know Fuller beat us in our section of the class, uh, but overall I think it was Troy. I'm still a little hazy on it. But we took Best Engineered, which was um, a favorite award of mine to win. So I'm very, very, very pleased, and it's always great to, uh, to get accolades for all your hard work, and Matt was also happy. So the car is a, uh, has had some great awards to it. In fact, we uh, were shooting on the first with Hot Rod Magazine, up at uh, Willow Springs uh, Racetrack here in Southern California. So we're going to be doing some video. We're going to be doing some uh, photography. So uh, everyone will be able to see the, the feature in the, uh, of the Anvil Mustang and Hot Rod Magazine. And others will be following afterwards. We have a thing going with uh, modified Mustangs and Fords and popular hot rodding. So uh, the car will be uh, pretty well seen throughout the year. That's good. It's going to be featured on one of the, t- the Hot Rod TV shows then too? Can we um, see it there? We don't know. At the very least, I'm sure the track day footage will make it on the hotrod.com. Gotcha. Now, just to digress for a second, you didn't always work with full-size cars. There was a little brief period of time where you kind of did some little cars. Tell us about those. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us you about know, those. That was fantastic. Growing up, of course, I modified every toy I had and built tons of model kits. You know, what car guy didn't build model kits? Sure. Absolutely. And... Um, that turned into a job. I worked for a, a gentleman who did uh, outsourcing work for Mattel and for Action Diecast and for Muscle Machines. Uh, a lot of the diecast cars that um, that some of the people you listen to got off the shelves. I actually worked on the prototypes, on the bucks, on the uh, paint samples. 
Um, and that turned out a little later on uh, after I opened my shop, I actually was honored with a uh, 12-car line with Hot Wheels uh, a couple of years ago in their 50th scale uh, G-Machine series, which was just a huge honor. You know, just I could be a billionaire and start my own toy company, and you can't buy the coolness of being a Hot Wheels. <laughs> so um, that was just a humongous honor. I'm still stoked about it. In fact, I'm looking at them here in my, in my office, and I still think it's the, one of the neatest things I was fortunate enough to be uh, allowed to do was to work with them. But I had a lot of fun when we were working for them uh, before I opened my shop, and that's where I met one of my best friends. His name's Kelly Cox, uh, who also uh, I helped tinker around on his Cougar, and that was cover of Hot Rod, I believe, back in 2000. Um, if you ever seen that antifreeze green Cougar, that's a very popular Hot Wheels car. That is Kelly's real car. Oh, really? But that's... so that job got me one of my best friends and uh, got to expand on working with plastics and, and my knowledge of uh, working with the, the prototypes and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. It really was a dream job. You're hanging out in someone's garage, you know, tinkering with uh, toy cars and modifying them and cutting them up and custom painting them and doing a lot of neat things. In fact, we worked on the first uh, first 12 or 14 of the muscle machines line that was extremely popular, those kind of out of out of proportion, big tire, little tire, jacked up cars. Mm-hmm. The reason when you buy those things and the torque thrusts look like torque thrusts and the Edelbrock, I mean the uh, Enderly scoops look like Enderleys and the AN fittings look like AN fittings is because there were three psycho muscle car hot rod car guys who made every piece of the prototypes. That's why the, the, the Halibrad 12 spokes on the front wheel look like Halibrad 12 spokes is because the guys making the patterns knew what the real stuff actually looked like. So um, we had a lot of fun doing that. That was a, a neat opportunity, and I, you know, I thank Bruce, who was, the, who was my employer at the time, uh, for giving me that opportunity to, to have that much fun and make money at the same time. Wow. Hey, tell us a little bit about the uh, the the Torino, the 72 Torino. How'd that come about? It's on your uh, website. Uh, Dan Whitman's car, yes. Yeah. You know, it, that is still reigning as one of my favorite cars we built. I always loved the rear three-quarter view of those Torinos, and they make cool-looking stock cars mm-hmm. uh, when they were being run on the, on the big Grand National tracks. And uh, we had started that project, and Dan... Uh, came along at the right time and purchased and finished off the project. And we took that to SEMA. We unveiled that in gear vendors booth. And that is a really neat car. We altered the frame. The car sits about four inches off the ground. The exhaust is tunneled up into the, we raised the floor. Um, the exhaust is tunneled up so that there's ground clearance. That thing has a, uh, what was that size? 514 inch super Cobra jet motor from Ford to a top loader with a gear vendor. So it's got eight forward speeds oh. with vintage air AC, sits in the ground, has a, just a killer interior from uh, my A number one interior guy, Eric Thorson Custom Interiors, or Custom Upholstery, sorry. Thorson's uh, worked his magic in there, so that thing's low. It's fast as can be, has a great sound system, comfy AC, it does everything. And that car... We actually made chromoly baby seat hooks so that just like in a new car, you put your kid's seat in, you go click, click, those little U's, yeah. those U-shaped pieces of metal you see down 
where the seat back and the seat cushion meet, right. you know, where you can clip in the yeah. baby seat, uh-huh. that car has it. And he takes his daughter out in her favorite daddy's loud car every other weekend. So that car sees road duty all the time. And um, one of my favorites that we built, because that really surprised everyone. And when it was at SEMA, by far the number one comment was, my dad had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so that was really neat. A lot of people went down memory lane seeing that, seeing that Torino. And Ford was real happy. We worked with Ford on it. And, uh, yeah, it was I'm, a cool piece. But it, it gets with it. gets with the program as fast as can be and very comfortable and uh a neat, different car. When he pulls into local cruises, I guarantee you there's nobody else with one like that. And again, I want to comment. You know, I'm looking at the interior. The door panels look fairly original stock. The dash looks stock. They are. This, They're this... just done in the gray. Yeah. And we copied the vinyl that Ford slanted. You see that, like, eight-slashed kind of pleated yeah. mm-hmm. section? We just copied that in leather. But and the, the panels are the original panels dyed in the gray, or actually redone by just dashes down in the valley, down mm-hmm. in San Fernando Valley. And the steering wheel is a, a GT steering wheel that was available actually in later years. But, I mean, you, your cars are so clean. You know, it's just got a nice, tasteful, clean look to them. And i got to tell you, Steve, I mean, they are stunning. I mean, a lot of guys go, in my opinion, a little too far. Your stuff's very, very, very nice and very, very tasteful. A lot of compliments. Well, the people there. that like what we build, because there's, you know, cars are like music. There's so many variations. There's something for everybody. And my, my build style that I enjoy, um, the people that, in, that do enjoy that, I believe follow the same theory of know when to say when, you know, for me, there's a level, you know, mm-hmm. when you're doing a, when you're doing a theme or a project, you know, there's, you come up with those 25 killer ideas that fit the theme and then you pick about 12, and you run with it. You know, you don't have the name of the car all over the car and on different I, – I don't do that. Now, other guys, you know what? You know, don't want to alienate anybody in the listening audience. You know, if that's what they like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I like. It's what they like. It's their car. Right. They need to have fun with their car. So, it, like I said, just with the music thing, it's so big that everybody can do a build style they like and have fun with it. You know, that's the number one thing. But I thank you for the compliment because that, you know, it is what I like to do. I, I, there's tons and tons and tons of modifications in those cars. But yet, at first blush, it looks very comfy. You, you even notice the door panels look stock. Well, they're all butt stock. They're highly changed, but they're still stock. Right. You stay with that instant, quick look that's familiar. Right. So immediately identifiable, a yeah. Bit, to make it better, but you stay there, and and stuff usually works good. And then if the you know if the factory did something a little gaudy, then you tone that down. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the rear bumper on that Torino. It's probably one of the highest modified pieces on that exterior. That bumper is pushed in. It's cut in the middle and brought narrower. So if it was six feet wide, now it's you know five and a half feet wide. And there's a big scallop in the side of the quarter panel, all the way down the side of the quarter panel, that concaved push-in. Mm-hmm. Well, my guys at um, Gold Coast Custom Inc. that did the paint and body, they had started the major mods on that bumper because they had the body there, so I had them do it for time frame. Then we brought it back here and perfected it. Hey, Steve. But there's a curved cut in that bumper to match the scallop in the quarter. Hey, Steve. I hate, go- I hate to cut because we got one minute left in the show. 
And I, yeah. I, I definitely want to get you on again. You willing to come on again and talk some more about oh, this stuff? Anytime you want. It's always an honor to okay. be able to I want to thank you for for, uh, for coming on the radio show. And I will definitely give you a call here shortly after the show. And thank you again. i got a couple questions for you. But thanks for coming on. And uh, be sure to check out Pure Vision Design, all you listeners out there. And look for his Hot Rod Magazine uh, shows. And thanks for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And tune in next week at 8 p.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340. Everybody else, stay safe. Drive carefully. See you next week, guys.